Good day. Welcome to episode 39 of the Aaron Wayne podcast. You know, a friend of mine, every time I see him at work, he says, good day and welcome to episode. And he says some random number, number. so shouts out to my boy. I stumbled through the intro. Gonna keep it. Gonna keep it because I'm a human. You're a human. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we stammer through our sentences. Here goes the podcast. I don't know the last time you did a hard workout, but I just did. No need to brag. Uh, just did a track workout, man. I uh, I think that something happens when you get to be in your 30s. I'm 33 years old, and when I turned 30, I anticipated to feel, you know, like I was getting older. 31 didn't happen. 32 didn't happen. <clears throat> you can even hear it in my voice. It's like I'm falling apart. But I just did a track workout, and most of the summer I wasn't exercising. I was just kind of hiking a little bit. And I think that 33, that's going to be the sweet spot. I'm a month away from turning 33, and I think that's when I'm going to start feeling my age. You can hear it in my voice. I sound like I'm sound like i going to fall apart here. I just did a track workout, and it kicked my tush. <clears throat> Not only did I do a track workout, but the high school track team was working out on the track that I was running on, and they're all more fit than fitter. They're more mass fit, the fittest than me. And, you know, I see these, some of these kids I taught for two years and I coached them on the cross country team. And now they're in the high school cross country team and they all just look strong and fit. And I'm wheezing. You can hear my voice. This is, I was wheezing doing hundred meter repeats. It was disgusting. It was terrible. I'm ashamed of myself. Not really. You want to know why? Cause I did it. Went out there, did it, was done with my workout, said, no, Rico, you're going to do three more. And I did three more and I did it in barefoot shoes. I went to a a restaurant this weekend with a friend of mine who's a runner, which is probably why I'm doing this again. I'm like getting back into running because I was hanging out with two friends that are pretty serious runners. And, uh, I was wearing these barefoot running shoes and he's like, Hey, are you wearing water shoes, bro? (laughs) They look like water shoes. But they're barefoot shoes. They're zero drop. That's not interesting. I don't know what to tell you. Don't let your fitness slip because it is hell getting your fitness back. And like I'd look healthy. I look fit, but I'm not as fit as I look. Is that a humble brag? Did I just humble brag on my own podcast in the first five minutes? I humble bragged. It's despicable. You guys know what a humble brag is? Yeah, you know what a humble brag is. It's when someone says, like, they're complaining about something that is actually a form of them bragging. Like, oh, they spelled my name wrong on the New York Times bestseller list. Is that a humble brag? I can't even think clearly. I can't even think straight. What the hell? What am I doing a podcast for right now? Because it's Monday. You make podcasts on Monday, Rico. Do it. It's the second time I've talked to myself in the third person. What am I going to do about that? I don't know. I got some podcasts lined up, man. I got some some good ones. I got some people um, going to be at Yoga Jam in two weeks, and I'm going to set up a whole tent. And I got to figure out how to ventilate this thing. I got a, like a big family-sized camping tent. I'm going to make a little podcast, mobile podcast studio out of it because I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of people at Yoga Jam. And hopefully 
we don't all sweat to death inside the tent. You ever been inside of a tent at two in the afternoon? You don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. I need a sip of water. I'm sorry. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Bubble water. I admitted to my English students that I'd prefer the Kroger brand seltzer waters instead of the LaCroix. LaCroix. The LaCroix. I think the LaCroix don't have sufficient levels of bubbles for my bubble tight, my bubble appetite. Should I take notes before I do the podcast? I'm telling you, man, my calves are blown out from running on these barefoot shoes in the track. And these kids, like, a couple of them were like, is that is that my English teacher? And they look so different. When you teach eighth grade, when they're juniors in high school, they look like completely different people. It's a, it's astonishing how much, how different these kids look. So I saw a couple of the kids, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was your teacher. And then one of the kids I taught last year, who's, I guess, a freshman now, he, uh, he was like, Mr. Richards. I was like, what up, dog? I think he listens to the podcast. I'm not going to say your name because you're a student, but shouts out to you, dog. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was doing these sprint repeats, and they were kicking my tuchus. And uh, don't lose your fitness. I, think it, I, think, I don't think that it's hard to be fit when you're, as you age. I think it's harder to get fit as you age. Because the fitness that I had at 26... I was like unstoppable the fitness that I had. I could just I could run for long periods of time. I was chasing a 400 pound deadlift. I was really close to a 400 pound deadlift and then we moved to Blacksburg and I couldn't find a gym that actually like like the gym I go to, Planet Fitness is it's all on Smith machines. It's all like these machines that don't let you utilize the barbell. They're the barbells on this like track and I am not a fan of that. So I was chasing a 400 pound deadlift, not to brag, but yeah, that's what I was doing at 170 pounds going for a 400 pound deadlift. I was close. I was repping like 325, 340. And then I moved to Blacksburg and now I don't have access to a gym like that. I guess I do have access to, it. I just want to spend the money on it because that's like money is money's a thing. It's expensive. Gym stuff is expensive, man. Teaching at Yoga Jam in two weeks, which is going to be fun. I'm teaching two classes, a Friday morning and a Friday afternoon. I think Friday might not be. It's my first year teaching at Yoga Jam, and I think that they know. Like, I think the the organizers know that I'm a good teacher, like through references and like you know people in the yoga community uh, know who I am. But I didn't get the big stage. Did my ego take a hit from that? Yeah. Am I going to get on the big stage next year? You darn tootin'. Watch me. I'll be on the big stage. I'm in the Ganesha tent. My dog's name is Ganesh, so maybe that's you know, maybe that's fitting. But I wanna I wanna be on the big stage with the sound system like Hey guys, let's go. I'm teaching yoga. Teaching yoga has become so interesting for me lately because it's now in this strange in between we're like we're in the upside down. We're in the in-between where class sizes are bigger, but I'm still teaching from a mat. I feel as if the muscle of walking around the room and teaching has sort of started to atrophy for me. Like I have my mat in the front of the room, but I don't walk around the room. Like when I started teaching yoga, I never had a mat because it's like this little magic carpet that you always gravitate back towards instead of 
being in the room, just like as a good public school teacher, I, you know, I'm around the room. I try to be around the room most of the time so that I'm near the people as they learn. And as a yoga teacher, that's good practice as well. But having to do so many things online and having a hybrid of people in the room that I'm teaching and people at home that are need to see me on the iPad, it's like boxed me into this small spot. I don't like it. I don't like, can't box me in on the Ganesha tent. And I want to be moving around the room a bit more, but I'm, I'm worried that muscle is atrophied a little bit. So I need to, over the next two weeks of teaching, I need to be practicing that a little bit more because that's what is valuable to me as a yoga teacher is being in the room and working with bodies and, and uh, getting after it. But I need to stretch my calves first because I think people know in their 30s if they're going to blow out their knees or their hamstrings before it happens in their 40s. And I think my Achilles tendon, my Achilles tendons have always given me trouble. It's always happened. I'm just waiting for him to snap. I remember playing high school football and the field that we would play on was our practice field. And we would do two a day practices where we had one practice at seven o'clock in the morning, which to a 17 year old kid, seven o'clock in the morning might as well be three in the morning. You might as well be a Navy seal, like getting laying in the surf, getting someone spraying you in the face with a hose while they're throwing sand in your eyes. Like it, 7 a.m. in the morning is not easy for a, for a teenager. And uh, I, we practiced on this field and we're wearing cleats, but the field, the cleats were completely irrelevant because there was no way your cleats were penetrating this dust bowl. It was like cement, cement, cement field. Apparently cement is really terrible for the environment. I don't know what do you think about that. European Union is putting a tax on all imported goods that don't offset their production with carbon credits. What's that going to do to the world economy? Today on the Aaron Wayne podcast, we talk complicated geopolitical economic policies that might affect the price of goods and exports from the United States of America. <laughs> I don't know what that means, man. It seems like a good idea, right? got to tax carbon, you know, you got to figure out a way to make sure that there's not all this, this carbon in, in the errors and stuff. But what's that going to do, man? Taliban took care, took uh, control of Afghanistan. What say you? I don't know. I was having a conversation with a friend this weekend and he and his fiance were telling me that they don't imbibe upon the news because they feel mm, the information is intended to propagate fear and make us feel as if the world is falling apart and and that that's not relevant to their day-to-day life and i i think that that's true but it's also true that the world is sort of falling apart i don't know nobody panic don't panic the world's not falling apart but it probably is. Maybe if I just whisper, the world's falling apart. <laughs> and I'm out there running sprints. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna get it back. I'm out there running hoop drills. You know? Football players in the audience know what I'm talking about. Running hoop drills. Tag the grass. Run the hoop. 
Foop drills a thing where they trained outside linebackers and defensive ends to go around the tackle or tight end to get to the quarterback. You see how much I know about football? You see how impressive that is, that knowledge set? Ask me one football player. Peyton Manning could still be playing for football. I know he works for Allstate. Still probably got an arm on him. Might still play for the Colts. That's how much I know. He probably did a team after that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know nothing about sports. And I have these kids who are like big into athletics and I can relate to them on my personal experience. But, you know, as soon as they start talking about different, like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Do they even play football still? Is this still a thing? I was talking to a kid today that had a concussion and told this kid that I had had a handful of concussions. This kid didn't want me to, like, this kid got a concussion, didn't want me to tell the nurse, but this kid, I'm not giving away any identifying information for legal reasons, but this kid had a concussion, told me that this kid couldn't, focus and was having headaches and then got upset with me when I called the nurse. Like, Come on, man, your brain you got all this goopy brain. You can't do You got to get that checked out, man. Turns out kids fine. They're way more like aware of that now versus when I was in school, dude, I got a foot. I got a, I got a concussion in the middle of a football game, which is during the school year. And then, um, kept playing. You know, they knew I had a concussion, kept playing, and then went to school the next day. Couldn't, you know, couldn't read the board, had a headache, was sleeping. I think you're, I think if you, I think if you get a concussion and then you fall asleep, you turn into Candyman. I think that's what it is or something. Freddy Krueger. I think it's bad for you. You can't sleep with a concussion, but I was just like sleeping in class. Had a concussion. They didn't do anything about that back in the day. Now there's like a return to learn plan. I get a thing in my mailbox if a kid gets a concussion or is suspected of having a concussion. I get a bulleted list of like the kid can do this, the kid can do that. It's going to be four days before they turn in an assignment to you. It's like, ah. But I get it. You got to take care of your brain, bro. And you're sprinting. Got to sprint. God, what am I doing? What am I? Why am I working out like this? Why am I working out like I'm going to get, like, what am I doing? I'm going to have kids sometime in the near future. I think it's, I think I don't want to be out. Of, I, I think I want to model for my kids in the same way I model for my students that you can be busy and fit. And also I just like feeling fit. Like the fact that it was as hard for me to do these sprints today on the track shows me that I need to be doing it way more because I just want to be able to move and not get exhausted I want to be able to move. Socrates said that it's a shame. And I've said this on the podcast before, and maybe I've paraphrased it better in the past. So just listen to other podcast episodes because my brain's cooked. It's 98 degrees outside. I was on the, on the blacktop track. My former students laughing at me as I <laughs> wheezed myself through hundred meter repeats. But Socrates once said that it's a shame for someone to go through their whole life without realizing what true physical fitness feels like. And I want to get fit again. I want to get fit again. I also just want to be jacked. Like, can I be frank? Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Your boy wants to be jacked. I want to be like, bacow, bacow. 
You know what I mean? Like left, right. I want to be able to walk into a place and just like kiss my arm and people don't look at it sadly. But then you're just a jerk. You walk into a place, you kiss your arms. I don't think I'm going to be friends with you. Not making judgments, right? I can be swayed. Maybe you can convince me that you're the guy to hang out with, but you're starting a few paces back. You walk into a restaurant and you go, you kiss your biceps. Or if you're at the pool, or if you go into the bar from the pool and you don't put a shirt on, I do that too. I do that too. If you post pictures of yourself on Instagram without a shirt flexing your abs, you're starting a few steps behind. I do that too. The thing is, um, who is this that said this? I don't remember. I remember watching Zeitgeist, which was a documentary from the early 2000s, mid 2000s that uh, gave me panic attacks. It was a documentary about how money's not real and all religions are based off astronomy and uh, freaked me out, man. And it was compelling. It'd be worth watching as an adult. Like I was an adult then, I guess, allegedly. I was like 22 or whatever when I watched it. But a decade later, it'd be interesting to rewatch that documentary and see if it holds up and if the claims made in it are actually legitimate. Um, but it really freaked me out. Like I first panic attack I ever had was after watching that documentary and realizing how spurious all of the systems that we take for granted of the fact that the lights turn on and that there's clean drinking water and that money means anything. All of that is just so, and yo, uh, Noah Yuval Harari touched on this in his book, Sapiens. So give me like panic attacks. The reason I bring that up is because there's, um, sort of like a backdrop of some person, I have no idea who this person is, doing a monologue behind, you know, images of something, I don't even recall. But basically the takeaway is, this is the most ramble, this is why I have a podcast, because if I talk to people in, per- in person like this, they they just tune out immediately. They're like, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, and I, I'm gonna be polite, but I'm not staying tuned the whole time. The reason I brought that up was because Something to the effect of this monologue was, you know, if you if you covet your intelligence, you know, one day your brain's gonna fade. If beauty is what you desire, one day you'll be old and wrinkly. If your physical fitness is what you are looking for and gives you value in yourself, eventually you're not gonna be fit. And I think it's a very Buddhist principle in that all things come to go, including the good. But the other side of that coin, let me, I gotta blow out my knees, uncrossing my legs. The other side of that coin is that the things that are terrible in our lives, they come to go too. They come to go. I have a person in my life right now who is um, dying. And um, this person isn't extraordinarily close to me in my adult life, but was close to me in my younger life. And uh, during COVID, crazy thing about COVID is that you can't really visit people even when they're dying. And they have it set up so that two people a day can go in to see this person while this person is in the hospital. And there's no doubt this person is going to die. It's, you know, sort of a foregone conclusion. And uh, I don't know why I brought that up. Maybe it's just on my mind. But, you know, if you take the, yeah, I mean, 10 days, right? 
I mean, how long, 10 days, 20 days, whatever, you know, I'm not top in two days per person or two people per, uh, what am I saying? Two people per day, you know, 10 days, I'm not in the top 20 of who needs to see this person. You know, I'm not in the top 40 of who needs to see this person. So I ended up sending a video and, um, uh, via Facebook message and, uh, I mean, you want to talk about weird, send someone that you grew up with who was formative for you in your younger years, but has sort of fallen off your radar as you age and, uh, send them a video and tell them like, Hey, I'm sad you're going to die. It's pretty crazy. I'm not torn up about it. I think the thing that makes me saddest is to see how the people affected, um, are sad. But all things come to go, you know? We're not going to make it out of here. And uh, I think that's okay. I think it's okay. Um, Well, you guys remember about three podcasts ago where I said I wasn't going to be so serious all the time? (laughs) Oh, I don't make light of it because I feel uncomfortable feeling uh, the sadness or discomfort. I don't feel one thing I'd really taken away. One of the biggest things I've learned from becoming a yoga teacher and working with people, um, in their discomfort and in my discomfort is that I'm okay sitting in it. I don't have to hide from it. I can sit in that discomfort. I noticed with my, I noticed with my English students, um, in unstructured time, silence makes them uncomfortable. And I think that that's probably common for you listening, maybe. For me sometimes too, I'm not saying it as a judgment. But I invite you to be silent uh, around people. My wife may or may not be coming home any minute now. My dog's walking around. I was hanging out with a good friend in Jackson, Wyoming during uh, a time where I was hanging out with a bunch of people, you know, we were having fun, spending time on the river, having drinks, having meals, all these things. And I, away from the group was like eight people. Okay. Layla. There were like eight people. Um, a lot of good conversation, a lot of good chatting. And then I was hanging out with a friend that I grew up with and I had this realization that he and I could just sit with each other and there was no, you know, there's no compulsion that we had to talk or entertain one another or say something interesting. We just felt comfortable in silence with one another. And I think it's a real gift, man. And I'm grateful for that. My dog is just pacing around. I know you hear her. I ordered a second microphone because the last podcast that posted on Thursday with my good friend Ryan and colleague talking about uh, education and present past and future of education and how students are affected by a lot of the trends going around on in the world. I, he had a really crappy microphone and I forgot my microphone stand. So I was holding onto this microphone that I use I'm using right now. So I ordered a second microphone so I can actually do podcast interviews in a much more um, professional way. And I'm going to do them at yoga jam, dude. I'm going to jam it up a little gym jam. Little flim flam, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm gonna do it inside of a tent and hopefully we all don't suffocate. So this dog wants comida, which is Spanish for 
But if I say any of those keywords, she doesn't know what comida is. She doesn't speak Spanish. So, um, I think I fed her. Do you feed your dog three times a day? Do you? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Sometimes we feed our dogs four meals a day, but they're smaller throughout the day. If you know what I should be doing to feed my dog, let me know. It could be a quick, easy Google search. But sometimes I think she just gets bored. We're about to go on a walk here once Katie gets home. I think they just get bored, and then they want Comida. Does that happen to you? It probably does. Dude, I was talking to one of my colleagues today about the absolute garbage we feed children in the public school system. Garbage. The stuff that we feed children should be seen as abuse from a public institution that should know better. I mean, a parent, listen, you want to feed your kid garbage? You're free to do so, I guess. Also, a lot of people don't know what healthy food looks like, and they get confused by labels, you know? Like, we we, get, we have this thing called Switch or Swish or something. I don't even know what, what it's called, but it's a fruit-based carbonated beverage. And you know what the difference between that and soda is? Instead of adding sugar, they add fruit juice. You know what the difference between fruit juice and sugar water is very little, very little vitamin C oxidizes 90, something like 90% of the of vitamin C gets oxidized and becomes bio unavailable once you juice it. And like the enzymes and the things that are in the probiotic, like all these things that are beneficial inside of fresh juice, it's completely gone when you put it inside of a can and add carbonation. And they just give it to the kids. And then it's like, we wonder why. We don't wonder why. We know exactly why the kids are physically unhealthy. Because we feed them garbage. So I got into a conversation with a colleague of mine today who's from Spain. Uh, moved to the States within the last couple of years. And um, he was talking about the food that they eat in Spain. And I'm like, yeah, why don't we do that? He's like, yeah, they'll have lentils as a side item. There'll be a main, you know, some meat or fish some lentils and rice and you have salad every day. I'm like, why are we not doing it? It's abuse. It's abuse. Like just because the kid wants to eat hot dogs and French fries every day for lunch, doesn't mean we should be feeding them hot dogs and French fries every day for lunch. And these kids come to my seventh period class and they're groggy and they're tired. And it's like, how, how am I, how am I supposed to teach these kids who've just been stuffed full of processed meat and frozen deep fried foods covered with sugary sauces. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to teach these kids? They come into my seventh period class. They're totally drained. And like that, that class like needs good guidance. You know, they're not necessarily independent workers. So like they require focus and re re refocusing and guided instruction from a teacher and they feed them garbage and then they send them to the class that teaches them literacy, which is the foundation of education. What am I supposed to do with that? And the system should know better. The public school system knows that they can't feed food like this to children. And then we have all these initiatives that come through that say, you know, Oh, my video just stopped. Whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this. Um, 
you, we have all these initiatives that come through of how we're, they're making pizza healthier and that there's a vegetable available every day. And it's like, dude, this is just, this is not, this is not that. It's not that. If we had a truly healthy lunch, it would be, you know, I'm not an advocate for eating meat, but I know that you can't stop everybody from eating meat. It would be a, a protein, uh, a lentil, uh, carbohydrate like rice. What's like the cheapest stuff on earth? It's peasant food, man. Beans and rice with some kale. Like that is what, like some of the most nutritionally dense food that you can have. Beans, rice, and kale. It's peasant food, man. It's what they like. They eat that when, and it's nutritionally dense. Like it's not a financial thing. But the kids won't eat it because they've been conditioned to eat hot Cheetos, and cheese crackers. I could do a whole podcast on this. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Tell me what you think. You think that you think it's a you think it's child abuse to feed French fries and hot dogs to kids every single day at school with a side of chicken nuggets and mac and cheese so that they get their their dairy. Are you kidding me? How is dairy a food group? Are you kidding me? Chocolate milk. You know what chocolate milk is? It's a milkshake at a different temperature. <laughs> Strawberry milk. You know what that is? It's a strawberry milkshake at a different temperature. It would have been funnier if I didn't stammer my way through it. And then it would have even been more funny and funnier if I didn't stammer my way through making fun of myself. Stim stammer, stim stammer. I'm drained. I got to hydrate and ice my calves. I'm done. I'm done. We'll do another later. Bye, guys. There you go. Another episode in the books. Follow along like subscribe let me know what you're thinking shoot me a message what do you think about school lunches should we be changing them you tell me all right guys